You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, where sports betting meets marijuana. I'm Leaf. And I'm Low. And, and here's Chess. Hey, thanks, guys. And if you're looking for more winners in your life, and really, who isn't? You've come to the right place because it is more winners with Mo from the Mo Radio Show. Mo, as always, we appreciate your time. Mostly, though, we appreciate your winners, and you've given them to us every week for, I don't know, we're going on nine years now, maybe ten, ten years. I don't remember. It's a long, long time. But we're going to have um, a lot of fun with this one, particularly because we got some teams we're going to talk about that we can make fun of and other teams we can talk about that are doing pretty good. So in terms of last week, any highlights that you remember, things that you say, you know what, I was that was good? Well, uh, I mean, the uh, end of the uh, the Bills-Vikings game was fantastic. Uh, you know, the Vikings looked like they had lost it. Then they looked like they had won it. Then the Bills tied. Then they looked like they were about to lose it again, and then they won. It was that was a fantastic game, and then Jeff Saturday with the uh, best winning percentage ever of a head coach in the NFL at one thousand percent right now. That was a great win for them, of course. Boy, the Lord picked a good team to give him to because the Raiders look like that guy should go back to New England now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it it, it felt uh, you know when when he spurned the Colts at the altar, uh, you know, a few years ago. Most people were upset. I was not because he was terrible in Denver. And now we see again that he's terrible in, in Vegas. He's not a head coach. I mean, you know, this guy learned at the feet of Bill Belichick and got beat by a guy who's never coached a college or pro football game, any type of coaching ever. And uh, he got beat by Jeff Saturday. Now, if you're a Colts fan, you know that you don't have a team that could do anything in the playoffs. So I was hoping, honestly, that they would lose. I wanted them to lose and let's get a, a draft pick and draft a franchise quarterback. But doesn't look like uh, Mr. Saturday has that on his plate. He wants to win some football games. Well, you know what? We've never done a Colts championship football, souvenir huh. football. That would be a good one. The last time they won, we we hadn't done it yet. You know? I can't wait. I'm waiting to uh, place a big order of Colts championship footballs. There you go. All right. So it's funny because we talked about the coach being passed over a couple of the guys on the team that had head coaching experience, but he's a player too. So that, that makes it a little easier. It's not like he's a guy from the, from the, you know, offices upstairs. No, I mean, when you spent 13 years with Peyton Manning and a guy who prepares like that and is, you know, basically a head coach on the field, you, you got to feel like someone would rub off on you when he's got his hands under your nuts for 13 years. So you would feel that, uh, you know, some stuff would rub off. And, and they were a very well-coached team with Tony Dungy with a lot of, uh, you know, Hall of Fame players, fired some guys up. You know, and sometimes, not that Frank Reich was a bad coach or a terrible person. He's probably one of the nicest guys ever uh, in the NFL. Sometimes it just takes a, a new voice. You know, after so long, guys just get tired. It takes a new voice. Yeah, and, and, and again, you know, he's got a ring, and he's a winner, and he's a player, and he's the center. You know, the centers, they know everything. They do, because he's the guy that calls out all the plays and all the protections. Uh, so, you know, he's seen it from uh, from every aspect. So, you know, I, I think it, uh, it turned out better than most Colts fans hope for. Uh, you know, my wife will wear her Jeff Saturday jersey again this Friday like she did last Friday. Big Jeff Saturday fan. At this point, they're going to have a mediocre draft pick, so we might as well cheer them on and let, hope they win some games. No doubt about it. And we're going we're gonna to get to them in the second segment. We're going to talk uh, about the – the Eagles bouncing back from getting whacked, and we'll see what happens. But the first game we're going to talk about is the weather, right? Yeah. I mean, you're looking at uh, six feet of snow coming up in Buffalo this weekend. So the NFL decided today uh, to make the change, and they're moving 
the Buffalo Cleveland game uh, indoors to Ford Field since the Lions will be on the road. When they do that, it always makes for an interesting crowd because they they sell the tickets a little cheaper. Uh, you know, a lot of people who aren't fans of the team wind up showing up. But, you know, it's a relatively not a bad drive for Buffalo or for Cleveland fans. So it could be an interesting mix of folks. I, my wife and I were talking earlier that we may try to pick up some tickets and head up there and watch the Buffalo-Cleveland game in Detroit this weekend. How long would it take you to get there? Like three hours? Eh, right? Yeah, three hours. Yeah, that's like going to L.A. for us. So, yeah, no doubt about it. The only other aspect of it is, though, <laughs> it may not be too far normally, but it might be a little too far when there's six feet of snow on the ground. Right. You know, and here's the interesting thing about this weekend. If you're if you're Cleveland – uh, this is probably a good thing for you because Deshaun Watson returns this week, and playing in six feet of snow might have been not might have, might not have been the best way for him to start. Uh, you know, if you're Cleveland, so I think for the both of these offenses, which Cleveland should be better now, they've got the uh, NFL rushing leader uh, and touchdown leader in Nick Chubb. Uh, you know, Josh Allen had a little bit of a rough game, uh, a bunch of red zone turnovers that he's not used to uh, doing. Uh, so this could be a good thing for this offense playing on this turf in Detroit. It could be a fun up and down game. Give me a final score. This one's going to be a little harder because I don't know what to expect from Deshaun Watson. Kid hasn't played in a year and a half, gone through a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, you haven't got to see him in practice because he couldn't be at the facility. Um, they've kept it very hush-hush, what they've done. I'm going to say 42-38 Buffalo. Wow, that would be a great game to drive. When we get back from break, we're going to talk a couple more games with Mo from the Mo Radio Show here on More Winners with Mo on Wake and Bake. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to more winners with Mo here on Wake and Bake. Now, Mo, we, we talked about the game. So we got two two games where the easy sports data is going to put everything as a way. We got the, the snow game that they've moved. And we've got, of course, Monday Night Football in Mexico City. But we're going to talk about the Eagles and the fact that the champagne is finally off of ice down in Miami, even though, you know what, you saw those guys. 1972 is a long time ago. You saw them when they, they had their ceremony early in the year. They're, they're getting old. 50 years is a long time. And, and those guys, they didn't have state-of-the-art health care like we have now in the NFL. No, and, you know, to me, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm just fine with what happened Monday night. As the season wears on, I went through this with the Colts uh, a few years back when they were 13-0. and 0. Uh, We saw the pressure get to the Patriots when they went, went out in the regular season. It, it, I think it becomes – that becomes a story. That becomes the weight uh, around your neck uh, when you're chasing that undefeated record. So, to me, uh, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm happy that this loss is there. It's done. Uh, you know, the big thing for the Eagles, uh, they'd had two turnovers the entire season. They had four. Uh, Monday night against the the commanders. So I think it's a good thing for the Eagles. I think they move forward. They made two big signings, uh, you know, this past week, uh, the biggest being the Dominican Sue, who will join that defensive line for the Eagles. Uh, you know, the rich continue to get richer. And uh, that could be a tough, a tough game for game number two for Jeff Saturday and the Colts uh, come Sunday. Yeah. So what do you think? They got a shot. They're getting a the touchdown. I do. I think with that running back a quarterback, as long as they can protect him, uh, they've got a shot. Uh, he's starting to build some chemistry with the receivers. Uh, you know, hopefully Jonathan Taylor can build in the game that he had last week, uh, over 100 yards uh, and a touchdown. Uh, you know, then you've got to hope the defense shows up. Uh, if I, I think they'll take a look at what the commanders did on Monday night, uh, you know, and try to play something similar type of defense uh, and keep those wide receivers under control. 
Uh, they have young, fast linebackers, which helps when you've got a running quarterback. Uh, you know, you've got guys who can chase down the quarterback. I think that helps a lot. I think it could be interesting. It, it's not one of those ones where I think it's going to be uh, a seven-point or less loss. I think it's one of those games where the Colts either going to win the football game or they're going to get blown out. I don't think there's any really medium here. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those one of those two extremes. Yeah, and then that's really normally what happens when you have a, a winning team and a losing team and they meet. So, yeah, I think I'm going to take the Colts and lay the points just because uh, you know seven's still a lot of points in the NFL. Yeah, you know, and 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 we saw the Eagles. I mean, it's not like what we saw for four quarters was a shock. We had seen that in the second half in about four or five of their games where they just stopped playing football. Yeah, you know, and the Colts have a decent secondary, uh, you know, and, and again, I think with the fast, I know, of course, uh, you know, Shaq Leonard's out uh, uh, on IR, but, you know, they have some fast linebackers and, and they've got after the quarterback the last couple of games. So there's a shot. I'll take the Colts and, and give and get the touchdown. Why not? All right. And then uh, Sunday night, Kansas City and the Chargers, they already played. Uh, actually, they played on, I think, a Thursday night, if I remember, back early in the season. So another prime time they got uh, flexed up. What do you think? Well, you know, you keep waiting for the Chargers offense to get going. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert was phenomenal last year, uh, you know, almost 5,000 yards. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen being out has not helped it uh, at all. They focused the defenses, uh, opposing defenses, the focus on the running game and Austin Eckler, which has made it harder for him at times to get going. Uh, you know, I know Herbert's nursed some, some injuries. Uh, you know, San Diego's defense doesn't look as good as we all thought it was going to be. And I think that hurts us some too. Um you know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes just keeps getting better and doing it without Tyreek Hill. I think this one could be closer. I, they're going to get Mike Williams back, hopefully, and Keenan Allen. Uh, they didn't uh, didn't practice, uh, you know, leading up to it, but uh, they should be back. I'm going to take. It's hard not to take Patrick Mahomes. I'm taking Mahomes. I'm going to lay the points. I think the uh, I think the Chiefs win this football game. It's a lot of points, but when it comes to Kansas City, you know what? Is is there ever too many points? No, you know, and there and there's no home field advantage either. So I think that makes it a little easier. Uh, you know, in Kansas City fans, let's be honest, like a good college team, they travel very well. So yeah, I I think it's going to be a Kansas City win. You know, Patrick Mahomes loves showing out on national TV for sure. So uh, I think we see a few wrinkles in Andy Reid's offense. Uh, you know, in this game, it, no doubt about it. It's a big game too because it, it it cushions them. You know, this is it. They win this game, and they're winning that division pretty much. Yeah, I, I think so because let's be honest, Denver's terrible. The uh, Raiders are terrible. San, or, uh, the Chargers are the only ones that really have a shot at them, and they've been mediocre at best. Uh, but you know, you keep waiting every week. Is this going to be the week? Like we said, that Justin Herbert breaks out, and sooner or later, I'm going to get tired of waiting. I just, I'm, I'm not going to know. But it's hard, man, in the NFL when you don't have your top receivers. Then they could just focus on uh, a couple Keenan of things. Allen's not just a top receiver. He's a pretty good receiver. I mean, yeah, he's you know, as top receivers go. He's a top receiver. And and Mike Williams may be better, you know, yeah, tall yeah. young kid who can get up there. It, it, it's hard when you lose those guys, but uh, if those guys are back, it makes it a lot more exciting game to watch. No doubt about it. All right, buddy. As always, we appreciate your time and more importantly, your winners with Mo from the Mo Radio Show here on More Winners with Mo on Waking Bake. CFL, let them know. 
It doesn't matter what time of year it is. There's always going to be a decent return on your investment when you join Saturdays in Canada with Blackhawk West here on Wake and Bake. Now, Wes, we're going to give him one more shot because it's the it's the Super Bowl of Canadian football. We're going to play the intro because I love this intro. Now, we may not be playing that intro during the the rest of the year between now and June when we're talking about, you know, the Blackhawks or we're talking about the, the March Madness. We're still going to be Saturdays in Canada, though, because, again, they get us through. And, and if you've never sat by the pool and watched Canadian football, you know, I don't know what to tell you. You really should try it. Maybe you won't have to take as many of your meds if you sit by the pool more and watch Canadian football. But it is. It's the Grey Cup. Now, the first thing we got to talk about is is last week because I almost never go against you. I was telling my son the other day, when when I get your plays from John, from GMF Sports and, and Blackhawk West from 151 Sports Investing, and they're against me, I stop. I don't care if I'm in the middle of flipping an omelet. I say, Vicky, grab the pan. I, she can't flip omelets. You know, as you know, because you're a chef, the flipping thing ain't hard once you uh, accept the fact that occasionally you're going to miss and it's going to end up on the floor. As long as you get over that fact, you know, you're going to be okay. I go and I look again and I see what's going on, especially when you guys are on opposite sides, which doesn't really happen as, as often as you would think. Because, you know, we're talking week 11 now with the NFL, and I've looked at, you know, 55 of your plays. You've only been against each other, I think, maybe three or four times. I could not bet against Winnipeg last weekend, and I not only bet him, I made him my biggest play of the weekend. I had more money on Winnipeg than I had at any college game and than I had on any uh, uh, pro game, and then they, they muffed that punt, and it looked bad, and then after that, it was all, it was just Winnipeg showing why they're in the Great Cup again. The third straight Great Cup, and you were on the right side of it. I, you know, a three-peat is hard to do, and but Coach O'Shea, is he has got Winnipeg rolling. They're 15-3 and three this year. I just thought, going into last week's game, and as I said it on the show, they hadn't played meaningful football in a long time. So I expected them to be a, a little rusty. And the momentum in that locker room of BC, and, and it wasn't a blowout. I mean, it was 28-20. I mean, that's that's a touchdown differential. I mean, that's a touchdown in a in a, in a rouge or a single. Is I love those rouges. They really are the coolest thing. Well, <laughs> well, when you're on the right side of that hook, when yeah. you're on the wrong side of it, it's it's you're ready to break something. But yeah. I mean, and I'm with you on you know John and I have talked you know over some beers in Vegas and. You know, when when we're against each other, we're both equally as nervous. I mean, that's the mutual respect we have for one another and how we pick them. When when I when we send the plays in our group and we're both on the same page, it's I, I won. We're cashing. I mean, I, I mean, there's got to be it, we're probably 85 percent when the two of us agree on something. That's a number I would very be comfortable with using that number. No doubt about it. We're going to talk a little bit of, of of the future, our future together here on Saturdays in Canada. And then we'll we'll come back from break and we'll we'll go heavy on on uh, Winnipeg, Toronto, because you're still live on Toronto four to one. So four to one is the, you're not getting four to one on the money line on Toronto this week. That's for sure. No, and, and the way I talk on the Discord page and, you know, the, the way that I do futures, I, I'm not a fan of, you know, in the NFL laying down a big future bet in August. And, you know, I, I'm not 
I, I don't go about it that way. I, I will pay it as a tax throughout the season and then get a little bonus at the end. So about six weeks ago, I, I had this feeling that Toronto was getting hot at the right time. You know, it's still a tournament. And, and so uh, every time I cashed a ticket, I, I took a, a certain percentage of that, a low percentage. And, you know, if you're, if you're a $10 person, you know, you throw a dollar on it. And, and, you know, I had done that on almost all of my action for college football. I'd been doing that for about six weeks. So, so you know, you, re- you reach a, play, a place where, you know, 10% of your, a 10% tax on a four to one ROI. And it, it still, you know, was four to one as recently as last week, because uh, there was a popular opinion that BC was was second in that running if Winnipeg were to go down. So so I'm, I'm looking at a really nice future bet. But I would advise any of the listeners that, that that's the way you go about a future. You pay it as a tax instead of laying the large chunk. Because you lay the large chunk, you lost a big amount of money that could make you more money. Well, you can't play with it. What I do futures, I do the same thing you do. I do it either little bitties, a lot of them, or I wait until it's closer to I don't mind if it goes from eight to one to four to one because I don't want my funds tied up, a large chunk of my funds tied up. I could do an awful lot of damage with ten dollars over the course of a Friday night college football because I love West Coast football and they're on Friday nights, you know, like the Aztecs are playing. Giving that money on something that's going to happen five months from now. But speaking of five months from now, so what are you thinking? I mean, we got to, we're off Thanksgiving week. Well, then we come back in December, two of the weeks we're off in a row. We're not going to do a show. Christmas Eve is, and New Year's Eve, we're not doing shows for those two weeks. So when we come back, I mean, we got, we got NFL playoffs, but when do you start looking at hockey? When do you start looking at, at college basketball? And we're going to pick that up after break because if you want to win money, it's called 151 Sports Investing for a reason. You got to tune in to Saturdays in Canada here on Wake and Bake, and we will be right back. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Saturdays in Canada here on Wake and Bacon, though it is the Super Bowl of Canadian football. It is the Grey Cup. Saturdays in Canada isn't going anywhere, and we were just discussing with Wes, what, when does he start hopping on? You know, We looked at last night, or this week, not, not it wasn't last night, we looked this week at, at a Warriors team, and, and we talked about how poorly they're playing and 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 they have you know they're setting records for defending champions losing on the road but it's only you know a couple a dozen games in uh, college basketball just started the NHL's a little farther ahead but not too much when do you start betting on, on what when pretty much after the start of the new year is when I'll I'll really start digging into to the NHL I, I'm already looking at basketball I'll tell you you and John have got me more interested in, in basketball. You know, three years ago, I was not a basketball guy. But, uh, you know, I'm already invested in college basketball and, and NBA basketball. And, in fact, <laughs> I'm more into the NBA right now. And, you know, the way that I'm approaching the NBA is math. I'm not studying personnel. I'm not paying attention to tendencies. I, I will pay attention to who's sitting and who's not. But, you know, just you know, round numbers, if, if the first half – you know, you, you've seen I've sent over some quarter one unders. Well, if the quarter one goes under and the first half is, say, 110 over under before the game tips off. Well, if the quarter one goes under. Well, now that first half is going to drop to, say, 104. Well, now I got a seven point discount and I'm going to follow the math and I'm just going to go over because the odds makers thought that it was going to be 110. Now I only got to go over 104. So 
I am catching a basketball game, you know, on a, on a Tuesday or a Thursday night. And, and most of it, most of it's live action, but you know, after the turn of the year is, is heavy hockey. And, you know, then we, we get into probably about February is when most of my focus is, is on college basketball, just to get to know the players and, and how they're doing in scenarios and travel and, and, you know, different defenses and things like that. And, Man, I, the year, the the that March time of year where you got tournaments during the daytime, and and of course I'm on Discord, so we're fo- we, our Discord group is focused on the stock market. But I got the stock market on one screen, and I got the MAC on one screen, and the Conference USA basketball. So I mean, that that's kind of the way I go. And then come you know five months from now, come April, I, I'm studying cfl for preseason what i'm going to look at and and what's going to happen and you know the cfl is funny you know it's going to take a back seat on sunday to uh, other than to to fans like us you know it's going to kick off at five o'clock the the chiefs chargers have been flexed up to seven o'clock but come april man there's no football more important than the cfl because it's the next one we're going to watch yeah and it, it really is it was and and it's the gray cup so i mean we're talking about a team going for a three pete i, I can't remember has the nfl ever had a team win it three years in a row i don't believe the nfl has uh, that, that's that's a pretty impressive feat yep we've seen it in hockey yep. we, we we've seen it in hockey i i know that we've seen it out of uh the Montreal Canadiens, and then in the 80s, we saw a four-peat out of the Islanders. And, of course, you know, the, you know, the Yankees won every year for 18 years, so that doesn't right. count baseball. But So, right. yeah, so what are you seeing? Because I, I honestly have not looked yet, um, I, but, you know, it's Saturdays in Canada is, is beautiful when it's only Sunday in Canada, really. you got one day, one game. It will be a big part of my weekend, though. We really don't have a lot to compare these two teams. You know, they, they played on the 4th of July. You know, Canada Day and, you know, Independence Day to us and, you know, south of the border. But it was a one point differential in that game. And uh, Calaris threw two interceptions. I'm sorry, Calaris threw an interception. Bethel Thompson threw two interceptions. Toronto came back on him. The difference in that game, though, is Toronto's a different team in Toronto. If that game's in Winnipeg, there is no comeback and it gets ugly. Zach Calaris, for, you know, the quarterback for Winnipeg, he's got an ankle. And nobody knows to, to what extent that is, but Toronto is a, is a different type of defense. What Winnipeg went against last week, BC's defense is very opportunistic. When Nathan Rourke is scoring three touchdowns in the first quarter for BC, it's a completely different type of defense. You're pinning your ears back and you're getting after the quarterback. There's this storyline with, uh, with uh, Andrew Harris, who plays for Toronto, he was, he's a, without a doubt going into the CFL Hall of Fame. He's, he's top 10 all-time in yardage. He's one of the great Canadian running backs. Uh, he won the last two Grey Cups as RB1 for Winnipeg, and, and he's a running back for Toronto. So, you know, that there's kind of an emotional piece there. Uh, this is a five-and-a-half-point game. It's hard to make a living betting against Winnipeg. It, it really is. So me personally, and, and again, this is to, to hedge my investments, you know, I, I'm pretty deep into – uh, my Toronto future plays. So if Toronto wins the game, I win that. So the play but for that, me, is, that is a money line play, of course. Future bets are money line play. That is a money line play. So the play for me here on this game is I'm laying the five and a half, and I'm going to put one unit on Winnipeg, and I'm, you know, I, I'll cash if Winnipeg wins and covers. I, I don't think Winnipeg's going to win by one. If Winnipeg wins, it's going to be because they've completely dominated. Toronto is healthy. They have a healthy receiving core. McLeod Bethel Thompson, he didn't get enough credit for being this year, 
possibly the top performing quarterback in, in the CFL. So, uh, and, and the last two great cups that Winnipeg has gone into, they played against a really inept offense uh, with, with Hamilton. And um, this is a hard one to compare because they haven't really played each other. And, and Toronto's just beaten up on a bad division, smoked Hamilton. They smoked Ottawa and, um, but God, that, that Winnipeg defense is something. So I, I think if, if you've, if you're tuning into this game for the first time this year, the smart move is to lay the points and take Winnipeg. Now, there's a cool prop that, that I'm going to be playing. I'm going to be playing draw at halftime, and then I'm going to be playing Winnipeg wins and Toronto wins. And so it has to happen both of those ways. But if it does, so if we're draw and then Bombers win in regulation, that's plus 1,600. If we're draw and Toronto wins the game, we're plus 3,200. That's worth a play. Yeah, so it's going to be tied at halftime, and you only one of those bets, as long as it's tied at halftime, you're cashing one of those tickets. Exactly. So yeah. so that's what I'm cheering for. And if it's draw at halftime and Toronto wins the game, uh, you, you're going to read stories. It'll be a you. good day in, in, in Westworld. <laughs> in it'll Westland. be a wonderful day in, in Casey. All right, buddy. Thanks again for your time, as always. Uh, again, uh, have a great Thanksgiving week. We'll talk, but we will not have a show next week, uh, and we will talk soon again. Happy Turkey Day, and always be cashing. Yeah, always be cashing, man. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Sports Betting Weekly. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Fuck, got money on my mind. Welcome to Sports Betting Weekly here on Wake and Bake. We've got a longtime friend of the show on this morning. One of the things that I always do is I always like to uh, remind the guests when we're dealing with the uh, clock. You know, uh, when we record, it's always a different time around the world where it's 420 and, and right now it's in the Canary Islands, which, you know, on a winter's day, I bet the Canary Islands is a pretty good place to be, Jonathan. I've never been. It's definitely a, a hot spot I want to get to. I mean, a lot of islands out there, you know, PG, Canary, uh, Barbados, out of the islands, the capital hey, I've been, of, uh, I've been, of cannabis uh, probably. I've been taking money out of Costa Rica now for about 15 years, and since the, the California initiatives both failed, I'm going to be taking money out of Costa Rica for a couple more years at least. The initiative for legalized sports books was, uh, it was more like a 55%, it was a little closer, but they also had the initiative for like online. Uh, yeah, crush. That's it was crushed. surprising that it didn't pass by such It was crushed. There's no doubt about it. So let, let's let's do this. First things, before we do anything, let's talk about your success this year with Vegas Insider. Because remember, when we first started back in the day, you know, we're talking years now. It was Triple J Sports, right? And you were doing yeah. it on your own. And then you started with Vegas Insider it's gone pretty well with Vegas Insider, hasn't it? One thing about this industry is by going online, everybody's the best. Everybody hits at 90%. It's really hard to kind of get traction. Like, I'm not great with social media. Vegas Insider is a good avenue for me to kind of look. They All my players are tracked, so there's no – if you really do that, everything is tracked 100%. Game's got to begin uh, a certain time before the games. I can't, I'm not going to be a minute before the game putting in my plays. It's got to be, the reach has got to be done. I'm number one in baseball, and I was number one in baseball. There's no what he couldn't. But if you go on Twitter, I mean, everybody hits 80%, 85%. So just gaining that followers is hard because it's like going into a piranha tank. Like everybody's kind of grabbing for the same, the same bite. 
uh, it, it was tough, it's tough to just kind of get that. You know, you, I don't have a gimmick. I just I make plays. I, I I'm just it's simple, right? It's it's I just make plays. Yeah, and if you look at the bottom, you can follow Jonathan and Twitter at Reno underscore Johnny. Now, one of the things that uh, I was so proud of you is, you know, the so many years we had talked about the Orioles and and we would bet the I would bet the Orioles with you and they were, you know, plus 300 and they were getting whacked, but not this year. This year, how much money do you think you made just on the Baltimore Orioles games? You had quite a bit of times where you were playing them and they were still getting plus money early in the season. Oh, yeah. And at the beginning of the year, they were they were uh, plus money. Um, I was definitely betting them a bunch, and just not as much as you would. I'm an Orioles fan, so it's really tough. When I, when I was betting those games, I was really taking a seat and looking. I actually bet against them a couple of times. I made some money that way. Just you know, I'm a big fan, but I really do try to take it out of my handicap just because it's it's, it's a danger. It's a danger area there. I will say that in years past, I typically bet the Orioles a lot, uh, and that's because they were underdogs and. I'm an underdog better in the MLB, so when I saw a little bit of value, I would kind of hit them. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the same thing next year because I think they're going to come in. I expect, I assume, I hope, I'm praying. I'm going to be DMing management of Baltimore, but, like, let's go pick up some arms. Let's go win this thing. Like, I think we're built to win the next couple of years. So probably not going to be getting the value we're getting, plus 200, plus 300 on the Orioles in the next coming years. It's not going to be as heavy of a team for me uh, just because they won't have any value. Oh, no, that that's absolutely a fact. And the other thing is, and we talked to Sloppy about this with the Seahawks, if you bet them and they lose, then you get two painful things. You get the fact that your team lost, and you get the fact that you got to throw away a ticket. So that's one of the reasons we're keeping the heart and the head away when you're betting on your favorite team is important. All right, when we come back from break, we're going to get some plays for the weekend from Jonathan from Vegas Insider here on Sports Betting Weekly on Wake and Bake. You're, you're, you're listening to the World. Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly here on Wake and Bake. We have Jonathan from San Antonio. We used to call him that, but really now he's Jonathan Jonathan from Vegas Insider because he is the number one handicapper on Vegas Insider. And if you go to the bottom, you can see you can get his plays at Reno underscore Johnny on Vegas Insider. And let me tell you right now, the other day, if you followed his plays, he hit you with a 20-to-1 play. That's right, because he swept the board five teams. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to do sleeps the board every single day. But Because, right, he mentioned it earlier, Jonathan, on Twitter. If you didn't know any better, you would think some of those handicappers do sweep the board every single day, going 5-0 and every day of the week, all the, all year long. If you go on Twitter, you're going to see those Twitter, the Twitter cappers, we call them. They're hitting 80%, 90%. They'll have 15 plays, 13 and 2, but it's a daily thing. It's just very deceiving. And I always tell people this, uh, even that, you know, friends, I want to follow my plays. And they, um, they, I'm very front you know 45 percent losing uh is a successful sports better in the industry um and that you know there's no other job in the world where you can lose or be bad at your job 45 percent of the time and you still get paid uh, that's how hard it is that's how hard these lines are it's sports betting it's gambling for a reason we did go five no i will say i think in the last uh every time i've had like a bad day and i tweet it out i'm gonna bounce back i've, I've bounced back in big ways i think the last three times i've done that I'm like undefeated. I think I'm like 11 and 0, 3 0, 3 0, 5 0. I just have a feeling every now and then for the last year, I've done that three times and I've just had, you know, been doing really well. Um, 
you know, I've noticed a great day. It was a great college sweep. I did an action uh, and then some college basketball. That was a good avenue for me to make some money. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing that is really important. I think that if you're not winning consistently at sports betting, okay, then what happens is you start getting angry. You're yelling at the TV or your phone, or you're yelling at coaches or players and stuff. And and, and that's really that's not what it's all about. What it's about is over the long haul that you have more money than when you started. And, and basically you get to watch sports and get, make a little bit of money. So that's the kind of reason if that describes your sports betting, that's kind of reason why you should check out Jonathan on Vegas and sign Johnny, because of the fact that you don't, then, then you don't have to think about, I got to follow all, these college basketball teams. I got to follow all these NFL or college football teams. The bottom line is this guy has been for, for us here on Sports Betting Weekly for the last dozen years, he's been one of the best small school handicappers that we've had in both football, but mostly in basketball. So let's do this, Jonathan. Let's come up with a, a few plays for the weekend. Let's see if we could get these guys to cash some tickets thanks to Reno Johnny. Uh, small football now in the uh ball. It's, it's almost done with football and it's a tough uh, it's a tough avenue with the small schools right now just because of what's good. the season's winding down. There's actually a game I want to kind of hit on and that's TCU. Um I, I think from the line is real I mean, the line is begging you to take TCU. It's, there's no other way, I don't think, to bet that game. They did the same thing, though, at plus seven in Texas. Oddsmakers needed Texas big time in that game. We're going to need Baylor. It's going to be their biggest, probably their biggest liability this season. Uh, they were three, two and a half now. It doesn't make any sense. I really want to hit Baylor. I really do. Uh, I just think that they just lost last week, 31-3 at home to Kansas State. TCU just won as underdogs in Texas, 17 to 10. That's seven point underdogs. Now you're only minus two and a half. It doesn't make any sense. We're going to probably go on the other side. Um, it, it just kind of reminds me a little bit uh, of NFL earlier in the year. I think the Rams were minus two against the Niners, and it just didn't make any sense. So everybody was on the Rams, and I'm. I went on the Niners last week. This is not the Texas defense. I just think that maybe I had said this earlier when they were in this number six. It's going to work itself out. I think TCU will fall. Uh, whether it's the Baylor, I think they play Iowa State next week, play 12 championship game. They will fall eventually. For me, I think that this is the game that they would fall, right? They're locked in uh, the Big 12 championship already. But they have three, they have three games they have to escape to, to get into that college football playoff. I don't believe in them. I don't think odds makers believe in them either. All right, any other games? Uh, USC minus 2.5. Uh, this is a play based on what I thought was going to happen at the beginning of the year. Um, give me USC. I actually think my prediction is that TC will fall, USC wins out, and USC will get into the college football playoff first year uh, under the new head coach and quarterback of Caleb Williams. Uh, I believe that that's the best play on the board. I understand UCLA's at home, but have you seen their home crowd? Have you seen their home stand? They don't get fans. It's, it's a really weird di- uh, dichotomy of how good they are this year. The fans they don't really have a tough home crowd. It could be different this week because you are welcoming, you know, cross-city rival USC. I just see USC as a better team. Uh, they struggle on the defensive side of the football, which can get exposed by, by UCLA, but I think this is a game, the bigger game for them. They need to know they they're going into this game knowing, hey, all we gotta do is win out. 
you're looking at, they're probably going to play. It's going to probably be USC, Oregon, Pac-12 championship, depending on what happens with Oregon and Utah. I think this is USC is going to win this game. I'm going to take them on the money line. It's minus two and a half. Money line is minus 125, minus 130. Um, but that's going to be the play. My, my Probably my biggest play of the weekend. Uh, I just think that's a tough pass. And staying in the Pac-12, Oregon versus Utah. We talked about Oregon off that bad loss last week versus Washington. Uh, which I that's is part of the reason why I think Washington can have a little letdown against USC. Uh, now they're at home versus uh, Utah. Utah comes into the season. They were number five overall uh, ranking. They have definitely slowed down. They have two losses they probably shouldn't have taken. But they do have a good win against USC and Oregon off that loss at home as 13-point favorites versus Washington. I think they bounce back here against Utah. Bo Nix has a big night. Uh, probably a higher scoring game. You can look at maybe teasing. See, you can't really, you can't, I would probably tease some overs in those two games uh, because you're looking at high scoring, no defense in the Pac-12. My play this weekend, or you know, when it comes out to the later part of the year, it's I've done the work already. What do I think is going to happen? And I think you know, I called USC in the in the college football playoff. Uh, I called USC versus Oregon in, in the. Uh, in the actual championship game. So I'm kind of rolling with what I've already kind of done the work for. Um, and that's kind of, yeah, that, that, there's that. nothing wrong with saying, Hey, this is where I stood and I'm going to stick with it. You know, Let, let's talk about that USC game. It's 14 miles every year at the beginning of the season. We catch a couple games where the Rose bowl is at night. And the Coliseum is in the afternoon. So we go see USC play some out-of-conference school. They usually whack. And then we slide over to the Rose Bowl. Now, it's 14 miles. It takes probably an hour if there's traffic. It's Los Angeles. But that's going to really help, I think, the USC side. Because they it's not like it's an away game, technically. Although it is, it's a crosstown rivalry. But because there's so much at stake this year in that game, it should be a, a pretty, pretty raucous crowd. And you mentioned the, the fact that the Pac-12 has no defense. We watched the second half start of that Oregon-Washington game. They scored like five touchdowns in like seven minutes. It was just crazy-ass stuff. And it really is. When you see those teams, if USC does get in to the playoffs, it's going to be tough for them to stop anybody. They're going to have to outscore people. And, and so, you know, that's the... the going to be the knock on the Pac-12. It always has been, and it's going to continue to be when you have over-unders. Listen to this over-under, 76. There are some college basketball games that don't have overs of 76, you know? Yeah, it's, it's uh, last week I actually hit, uh, I think it was an under 77 or so, and it was are these two teams, and it was it was uh, it kind of flew under. Um, it's just you know the defense. It, that's why look, I think they're going to make the college football playoff, but I do think they're going to get outroared in the in the college football playoff. All the teams are going to face right, whether it's Georgia. Georgia has a good offense, an even better defense. Uh, so you you can't get in there without a defense. Uh, they are going to have to do something eventually. This is, you know, this is his first year at USC. Uh, offense was clicking. A lot of it was he brought over Caleb Williams, which he really trusted from Oklahoma. 
I think eventually, you know, you're going to get that recruiting going. Uh, the one thing I will say is he's never had a defense either, though. Oklahoma wasn't really known for their defenses. Uh, it was all offense, offense, offense. you got to switch. You know, and when you look at the college football playoff and who has success, it's Bama, it's Georgia, it's LSU, typically teams that have a decent def- defense enough to get them through games, and their offense is so explosive enough. The Pac-12 is not that. USC is not that. They will probably get worked in the in the college football playoff. If TCU was isn't one to make it, they probably get worked over in in the college football playoff. But I think that uh, the USC is definitely uh, can score with anyone. It's just that can they stop anyone, and that's the problem they're going to have going into the college football playoff. I think there's a rule: a hundred percent of the bets you get for whatever reason are the ones that cash, aren't they? A hundred percent. You know, you always find yourself. I try to put my bets in. You know, I do some live betting and stuff like that. I try to put my bets in and then, you know, if it goes in, it goes in. But not worry about if I can't get it in for whatever reason. Because that just seems to be the case. If you put it, if you don't put it in a bet in it, if you, if you don't even think about putting in a bet, if you're not going to go put it, because I feel like that's the one that's always going to win. Um, just kind of look, you know, I make my plays. I kind of ride with them and that's it. Uh, don't don't chase. You know, a lot of people have to chase uh, their losses. Don't do that. Definitely, that's probably the worst uh, betting strategy you can do. Um, just kind of, you know, just put your bets in, enjoy. And like I said, look, four years I was losing money in this business. I mean, I really was losing a lot of my bets. Um, it took me, you know, I've been doing this now for 12 years, you know, I've been doing this now like successfully for 12 years. And it, it, it took me a long time to kind of understand how the game works. And that's why like, I, I, I do enjoy being on Vegas Insider. Uh, I can help people get there, you know, and and one day you like, I think you were talking about, you may not need me, right? One day you may, I may, you know, for a few years, you may follow my bets and plays and then you kind of see how I do things. And then in five years, you may not need me. Right. Uh, So it's one of those things where I'm just helping, I'm providing a service. I'm helping you get better at sports betting and not lose money, right. Helping you win money uh, over a long term. Um, The hardest thing for me and, and still to this day is a losing day because I know that people are, coming to me for information i hate losing i guarantee you i hate losing more than they hate than they than they enjoy the, the winning bet i i just i hate it. It, it it puts a if i lose i'm at my computer that night for till four or five in the morning just going over games and so it's a it's you know this is a tough business it's a tough business to be successful in it's a tough business to get to to, uh, to, to make money in it, it's a tough business all around so I'm just here trying to help, but uh, yeah, all my players are at Vegas Insider. Yeah, no, you do a great job, and, and we've heard that story before because it was about eight years ago when you came to us and you said, hey, you know, I sucked for four years, and and really, in, in, in any aspect of life, when you first begin, you tend to, you may not think you suck, but then when you look back and you finally get good at it, you realize how bad you really were, you know? All right, Jonathan, as always, we appreciate it. Hey, there's no show for us next week, so have a great Thanksgiving with you and your new baby, Camden, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day, Chess. Thanks again for joining us here on Wake and Bake. Jonathan, the beginning TCU USC in Oregon is where he's going. He likes to tease on those overs that are really, really high. And and do us a favor. Have a great Thanksgiving and always be cashing. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.